crisis in Whatcom County farming and Whatcom County raspberries is something that Whatcom County has known the world over for is it's red raspberries. We're right in the middle of harvest and things are not going well. This was a conversation I was hoping we wouldn't have to have here on the program, but we do. Some growers leaving their fruit in the f- in the field to rot, basically, because they don't have anywhere to go with it. The market has, in, at least in some areas, collapsed on them to the point where buyers are not buying the fruit. They don't know what to do. This is an economic disaster for a lot of family farms here in Whatcom County, and it's all unfolding as we speak. One of those family farmers has agreed to join us, and, and certainly not easy uh, for him to talk about this even you know as this is ongoing. A- again, as we speak, uh, very raw right now and very difficult, but uh, Landon Van Dyke joins us on the phone. Red Raspberry Grower, also a dairyman here in the Linden area. Landon, welcome to the program. And I should thank, by the way, uh, for the opportunity to, to be able to talk about this and get this story out. Uh, uh, McAvoy Oil, uh, Farmer's Equipment Company, and Laurel Farm and Western Supply sponsoring our program. Landon, what's going on on the farm right now? I understand you guys uh, don't exactly even know what to do right now. Uh, it's It's been a challenging couple weeks, Dylan. Um, you know, as as was reported in the paper, um, the buyer that we'd shipped to um, shipped our, our lower quality fruit to um, since we've been growing raspberries. Um, you know, as a family, we, we started growing raspberries about uh, seven years ago now. Um, the, the Our juice buyer uh, had uh, walked away from the table, essentially. And uh, well, not even table. They just decided they, they weren't going to buy any fruit. So. Um, that was a challenge for us early this season. Um, we had um, you know, about uh, 15 acres of, of young um, fruit that comes on a little earlier than the rest. And uh, we, we should have been picking it, but we had no, no place to go with that fruit. Mm-hmm. And so for about uh, you know, six, five, six days, um, we, we didn't pick the fields that needed to be picked. And that was, that was pretty challenging. Um, you know, eventually a, a buyer did step up, and so we were able to pick those fields and uh and able to since then we've been able to pick um some higher quality fruits from iqf fruit so um we're we have a market right now but uh i know once the you know kind of halfway through the season the quality is going to drop off um and and we're going to be back into the lower quality fruit and i'm i'm not sure where i'm going to be able to go with that so the article that you're referencing in the linden tribune uh where will the all the raspberries go um from this week, talking about this big buyer SVZ that had pulled out, and then they came back in a very limited uh, buy, only buying a, a fraction of what they purchased last year. And and there are questions with other buyers, um, and a lot of this stuff. You know, I, I've been around this for most of my life. A lot of this stuff, especially in the last 10, 15, 20 years, has really become something that kind of shakes out during the season. It leads to a lot of anxiety, a lot of question marks when you've invested a year years worth of work, uh, dollars, equipment, planting, manpower, all this into this. And it comes down to this one month, basically, when red raspberry growers um, have their make or break. You know, can can we get the fruit off the bush? Is the quality going to be okay? Is somebody going to buy it? What's the price going to be? And that tends to all shake out again during harvest. And, and it's not shaking out well this year. 
Um, what's it going to mean for your operation? I, I, I know having been through situations kind of like this, maybe not as bad as this in the past, it is really, really heart-wrenching to try to make decisions um, with this cloud of uncertainty around you. Uh, it it really is. Uh, I, I would say this past, uh, you know, this past past uh, six months to a year has been really challenging. Um, you know, you mentioned that uh, we're also a dairy farm. Uh, dairy farming has been excruciatingly tough um, mm-hmm. the past six months to a year. Um, you know, we were looking to have a pretty good year in the raspberries. Um, we, you know, we've got some really good looking fields there. Most of them are, are younger. Our quality, you know, is, it was expected to be and is really good. And so to, you know, be coming off of a really rough, uh, time in the, in the dairy industry, um, and, and, and expecting to have a decent raspberry season and, and be faced with this, it's, uh, it's devastating is what it is. And, um, you know, it, it, it could have uh, huge ramifications to, you know, to, to my family farm, you know, my great grandpa started this farm, you know, in the, you know, 1906 or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to think about what direction you go to next. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying we're exactly there, but it's, you know, it's something that's come up more <laughs> recently than, uh, I ever thought would, and so well, and, and uh, here it is. It's our generation dealing with it. Landon Van Dyke on the phone with us this morning here on the Farming Show on KGMI News Talk seven ninety. I'm your host, Dylan Honkoop. Landon was just a year older than me. We went to school together. I grew up in the red raspberry business. He grew up dairying, and and they diversified several years ago into uh, red raspberries as well. That was one of the answers, you know, over time. And I know it's something that we talked about on my, on the farm that I grew up on with my dad, my mom, and my family. You know. Do we need to diversify? Uh, and that, that was a step that you guys took. I mean, that, that's something that businesses across the economy do to try to insulate themselves. You know, maybe when one market is down, another will be up and, and it can help you, it help you make it through the bad times. And this is like a double whammy for you guys. It really is. It's, uh, you know, like you said, we, we went into this thinking like, hey, you know what? I mean, hopefully they can kind of balance each other out and uh, not have two really bad years um, in both. And that that may be what we're uh, heading into. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping things can change. And then sometimes I do. But, uh, you know, dairy is not looking great right now. It, it's been a rough, like I said, rough year. And, uh, and, and the berries are... Uh, it's just incredibly stressful to, you know, not know where you're going with your fruit every morning. You know, you, you're thinking, hey, maybe we're going to be picking IQF this morning, and uh, and, and we're kind of at the um, at the mercy and of of the different processors that we ship to. And mm-hmm. um, and and the the really devastating thing this year is that we've always known, well, at least we can pick pick into drums. You know, that that there's no processing required; it just needs to be delivered to the cooler, right? And juice, so, yeah, yeah, dr- juice. And so this year. Um, you know, we're, we're in a position where we've been allotted a certain amount of um, drums that we can ship, a certain amount of pounds of juice. And uh, that juice is going to be about 25% of what I projected to, mm. to be shipping. And so uh, to, to it, it makes it really challenging on a daily basis to go, okay, you know, do we dare to ship drums today? If there's there anything else we can possibly do with it? Because we know we're 
um, we're going to run out of that uh, in the near future. And well, and so, especially when you're trying, when you got an operation where you're trying to produce as much of the higher quality stuff, there are more inputs. There, there's a lot more cost uh, to get your field, your equipment, your crews, everything uh, ready and, and invested in trying to produce that product. And then when you can, I mean, sending and diverting more and more of it to a, a lower quality product that gets a lower price, it already becomes harder to recover your investment and, and stay afloat. And then when the bottom really falls out of it, which is kind of what's happened here, especially with um, what SVZ, this this big juice buyer, did to you folks and a lot of other folks, um, it leaves no option even there on the bottom to say, okay, we're going to at least have that as, as a backup plan, albeit kind of a, an option of last resort to put our nicest berries into juice drums, which obviously juice is, <laughs> doesn't take real nice looking berries. It just needs to be juice, right? And I think most people understand that, but uh, you want you want those good berries to go to IQF, a higher quality product. But when you can't do it, and then you can't, you don't have juice as an option. You're left with nothing. It, it it's just unbelievable what's happened this year. Yeah, it's it's been it's been heartbreaking to to not. And then the decision making process each day, like you know, yesterday our our processor was having um, plant issues, and so they had to they cut us off. And so then you're in that. Do I not pick the rest of the day and hope that they're running tomorrow, or do I pick drums even though I know I'm going to run out of those? Um, you know, it, it it makes for really really challenging day to day decisions as well as you know the the bigger decisions of you know what what should we do you know at the end of this year you yeah. know assuming we can make it through this year is this something we want to do next year? I mean, is I mean the financially or just you know mentally you know the the stress is just ridiculous trying to. Um, you know, manage it. And, and the reality is, is it's kind of been this way the past, you know, three or four years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this year, I, I was actually pretty optimistic. We had a new, uh, new buyer lined out for, for some higher quality fruit. Um, and so we were thinking that, hey, you know, at least once, uh, you know, our, our first choice um, buyer steps away from the market, um, we can we can get some more quality sent to this other grower. And, and uh, yesterday was pretty devastating because we got a call um, saying that they changed their mind and they're not going to buy any raspberries out of the county this year. And so um, that was that was, uh, yeah. you know, my hope that we could stay out of out of juice longer by shipping quality longer. And uh, that that was uh, taken away from me yesterday. So that was pretty devastating again. Landon Van Dyke, local red raspberry grower, also local dairy farmer with us on the program right now here on the Farming Show, uh, talking about uh, the devastating turn of events in the in the red raspberry market right now where the, the price is bottomed out and, and really even worse than a low price. It's There's a bunch of buyers who just aren't buying fruit at all. So a lot of people without a place to bring their berries period. No one wants to buy them. Um, and Landon, you talk about, well, you know, trying to decide, do we pick today or do we not, not picking for a day, is maybe a bigger decision than a lot of people out there realize. It's not like the berries just sit there and wait for another day. Those berries continue to ripen. Really, ideally, you want to be picking your your red raspberry crop every two and a half to three days. Um, and if you can't pick, if it's not worth it to pick, if you're simply going to be going out there and losing money, um, you don't want to pick. But at the same time, you don't want to leave that fruit hanging on there, which begins to you know degrade and you have mm-hmm. quality issues that last even longer so that's a harder decision maybe than people realize whether or not you're even going to to start up the harvesters on a given morning 
That's exactly right. And, you know, and, and that, that's the challenge of it. Do you do your risk and hope that your quality is still there the next day? Um, and, and maybe it is, but maybe it's not. And, and especially with the warmer weather, we've had the past couple of days, stuff's ripening pretty quickly and, and getting soft really, really quickly. And so uh, it's, it's just, it's been a, um, an incredibly challenging year to, to, to be able to figure out what the right decision is. And, 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 and the, you just don't know. I mean, you, you can make one decision and it can have a huge impact and, um, we're we're uh, just hoping and praying that uh, somehow we can make it through this year. But uh, it's it's the first uh, week and a half we're in here is, has been much more um, of a roller coaster than we we ever hoped for. That's for sure. And it can be a roller coaster. And this is one of those terrible gut wrenching dives on that roller coaster ride. It's not fun. Again, I, I was saying a little bit earlier, growing up around the red raspberry market i've been through stuff kind of like this not this bad before but i know how awful it feels um there are some major global market conditions playing into this there are some trade huge trade issues that have been ongoing issues that have been brewing for years that seem to really be coming to a head this year i know there's an effort behind the scenes to uh bring this crisis up the ladder so to speak even all the way potentially to president trump to say hey take a look at what's going going on with some of the unfair trade practices that are happening that are putting our American growers like Landon, like others, like my dad, at a, a, a huge disadvantage on what has now become a, a global market for, for frozen red raspberries. Uh, some of these things need to be d dealt with to make an even playing field. We're going to talk about that more coming up in the program to get into some of the technical details of why this is going on. But again, we're talking with grower Landon Van Dyke right now. It's not just your farm. I, I would imagine you've been in touch with several other growers because I know there's a lot of folks going through um, the same thing that you're going through right now. Yeah, I, I do know. I mean, I, I speak real often with at least two or three other guys that I'm pretty close with. Um, fortunately for us, we're, most of us are all trying to ship um, kind of a diversified mix. You know, we have some of the higher quality IQF and hopefully some puree and, and some juice. Um, I, I do know of others that I'm not as close to, but I, I know they're even more devastated because they've kind of been gearing for that juice market all the way along. And so um, to all of a sudden, you know, only be shipping juice and then to have that cut completely in third or, you know, somewhere into that third to, um, you know, uh, three fifths or two fifths or something like that right. is, is just unbelievably, I, I can't put, I mean, I, I feel bad enough in my shoes. I, I I'm devastated for some of those other um, fellow growers mm -hmm. that uh, are, are even in worse shape. And I've, I haven't spoken to them personally, but I've, I've heard some guys, you know, are tearing out fields, just not even harvesting them. Um, you know, and, and I, I, it's just, it's heartbreaking to be making these decisions and, um, it, you know, for us personally, it's, uh, you know, it, think, things have not been real. Uh, we, we, we've invested a lot into the raspberries in the past six, seven years, and we, we needed this to be a good year. And mm -hmm. I mean, especially with the down dairy year. And so, like I said, it, you know, to be thinking about all these um, big decisions at the same time, trying to make sure the crop gets off in the best uh, way possible is, is just, uh, it, it's, it's unbelievably stressful and and then you know I was, I was just talking to my wife about it earlier and it's man i just wish i could just take a day off and clear my mind hmm. um but that's that's not really an option right now so no, no days off this time of year it is 24 7 until you make it through and maybe sometime in august you'll get to take a breather but the hard part is there are a lot of huge huge decisions about the day-to-day -day and about your future as a business and a family uh, that you have to make and, and you won't get that day off to be able you just have to keep 
making decisions on the fly. I, I, I've seen it, and it, it is it's so much harder than than most people ever realize. Yeah, it's you're just packing that intensity of you know you have all your regular work, and then you throw this on top of it. You know, I mean, it's hard enough to to manage the crews and the you know the equipment and all of that stuff, and then you throw on these major decisions and major. Um, just added stress and it it really makes a challenge whether it makes me personally wonder whether you know whether it's worth it or whether i should go back and do some engineering or something like that like i actually went to school for but uh i mean i i love well, what i've been able to do and and i you know, i love the farm I, I i you know like i said this is you know i'm a fourth generation i just love being out here working with the cows and with the fields and with the berries and and i want to see this farm continue um but i you know it it you start looking at things like return on investment and, and some of those things and then especially return on your time investment. And it's, it hasn't been great recently. And, and I, I don't know, you know, unless some major things change, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, some, some trade aspects and labor aspects, um, the writing may be on the wall for us. It, uh, I'm, I'm not sure it, we're, we're praying a lot about it, trying to, um, you know, see where the Lord's leading us. Well, and that's a, a conversation again, not uh, the, not just uh, in your guys' home, but in others around the county right now. And I, I think from the big picture perspective, this is really important as well, because farming here in Whatcom County needs to be profitable for it to be able to survive. There's questions then, what happens with that land? What happens with those families? What happens with that economy? What happens with the support businesses? And, you know, we're here in, in Linden. Um, a lot of this town's uh, whole economy and culture and everything revolves around berries and, and, and dairy. And when that starts going away, when that's not able to, to you know, provide for families anymore that has a dramatic effect on an entire community and that's what we're talking about here this is what we focus on by the way dylan honkoop here on the farming show here on kgmi uh, i work now with save family farming and, and the this is what we're talking about when we're talking about saving family farming is is all of this on top of a climate where there are, there's activism and false accusations and anger from the public based on false things that have been pitched their way, uh, people playing political games all with farming. And that, that's another whole layer on top of all of this that is just making it so hard, so difficult to grow food here in the United States. We're dealing with competition from countries in this exact situation with red raspberries in the markets. We're, we're dealing with competition from countries who have uh, little to no environmental standards, uh, countries that have little to no uh, labor regulations who are paying their workers $11 a day. How do you compete with that? Uh, it's it's next to impossible, and, th and that's what we're seeing. We're going to talk more about uh, those uh, economic factors coming up. Landon, how, how's your family? doing how are they handling all this i remember being a kid and and watching my dad get uh, physically ill um, from the level of stress that he would go through on years like this uh, he was hardly able to eat for days on end because he was under so much pressure he felt like he was in a vice how are you guys doing how are you guys coping i know it's incredibly tough um, it, it is, it is. I mean, I, I'm thankful for just an incredibly supportive wife and, uh, and, and kids. It's amazing, uh, how, <laughs> how much of a blessing it is to have that, uh, unconditional love when you get home. Um, it, uh, it, it's, it's what keeps me going. Um, you know, that along with my, my faith in Christ and, uh, 
it's uh it it it's like you said it is it's it, it's so so mental that it becomes physical often and mm-hmm. uh it it's uh, it's hard to deal with um but uh you know thankfully um we've got a you know great support network of family and friends around us that uh you know encourage us and keep us going but uh it it uh it definitely takes its toll that is and and i i mean to be honest with you i think yesterday may have been one of the worst days i've ever had it was just um one thing after another and it it uh you know if there was ever a day to put me over the edge that was it i hope it's Mm. uphill for you know or or on the recovery from there but uh yeah it was uh you know between getting um you know cut off from one grower and and shut down as far as future um shipments from another or buyer not grower Mm -hmm. um you know it uh it was uh it was a really rough day and uh yeah, that combined with you know, you combine that with another you know equipment failure and a couple other things go wrong, and uh, you can you can have a really bad day really fast. It uh, that's what it was yesterday. Landon, thanks for sharing your story. I know it's not easy, and I know oftentimes in these kinds of situations, it's the last thing that people want to do is go and and tell the public about it, talk about it on a radio show. But I think it's important that people know what's going on as it's actually happening. We really appreciate it. We're rooting for you guys. We're doing what we can uh, through back channels to try to raise uh, the the visibility of some of these unfair market conditions that are causing these problems for local growers. And uh, we're praying for you guys, too. So hang in there, and, and, and thanks for chatting with us this morning. We really do appreciate it. Well, we appreciate it, Dylan. We appreciate what you do. Uh um, you know, being a voice for us and uh, allowing us to be a voice uh, when we get a chance as well. So thanks, Dylan.